Buongiorno, principessa. Today, I want to start off by talking about intertextuality. Do you know what that is? No. Well, I just told you, so. So basically, it's the reliance on too much nostalgia. So they're basing movies on just past feelings and not creating anything new. I'm tired of Disney making remakes. And Facts. especially when it's the same movies. Facts. I hate a live-action version of a cartoon because the only parts you want to watch are the parts you've seen in the cartoon. And if they don't put it in, you're pissed. And if they do, you're pissed. And back then, like, all the movies they made, they either go down in prices, like, they don't make as much money. Or the new Star Wars movies, you, they made less money every movie as well. Seven, eight, nine, at least. Wow. I don't know about Rogue One and stuff. That's what I wanted to say, is that Disney got to stop making remakes, and they got to stop doing it for money. Stop, Disney. Movies. This is your notice. Stop. Making if you don't remakes. Stop, we'll find you, Disney, wherever you are. And that's all I have. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to Timeless Movie Reviews, where we review the top five films from every year since we were born. We're your hosts, Danny and Dirty, and we're going to give you an in-depth analysis of this very movie. Thanks for joining us today. If you haven't joined us before, this is where we give a movie overview, stats, our feelings, movie facts, and we rate this movie. And this week's film was... Life is beautiful. Not a beautiful life. Not all that other stuff that we keep forgetting. <laughs> not is, a wonderful life. Not a wonderful life. is beautiful. Plot overview is in the 1940s, a gentle Jewish Italian waiter, Guido, meets Dora, a pretty school teacher, and wins her over with charm and humor. Eventually, they marry and have a son, Josue. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't tell, we're going to do a lot of Italian today. <laughs> we're practicing. Their happiness is abruptly halted, however, when Guido and Josue are separated from Dora and taken to a concentration camp. Determined to shelter his son from the horrors and its surroundings, Guido convinces Josue that their time in the camp is merely a game to win a real-life tank. Wow. How to watch it? It's available on Amazon Prime, Google Play, Voodoo, the movie Stats... It was released on October 23rd, 1998, not 1997, which is what it says on every platform, except if you actually like Google when it came out. October 23rd, that's late in the year. Budget is 20 million, runtime is an hour and 58 minutes, ratings 8.6 out of 10 on IMDb, 80% Rotten Tomatoes, 93% Google reviews. I don't even want to include them anymore, but I, I'm glad that they... And 59% on Metacritic, I'm going to ignore that one because it was a good movie. And that is it. Okay. Well, you just want to have me start off with saying just what I, just a couple things I thought about it? Yeah. Okay. But only three words. <laughs> no, and I'm gonna, I can say as many I'm words gonna, as I want to say. I'm going to eliminate hyphens. No. If one of your words, <laughs> no hyphens. Okay, fine. I won't use any hyphens. That's fine. Run on sentences don't count either. Okay. I don't trust you. No, can I go? Yeah, you can Sorry. go, but I don't trust you. Can you can go first if you want. No. Okay, go ahead. Okay, again, this is very Italian, very Jewish. So if I slip into an Italian accent, that's why. I'm not For, trying to be forgive racist. Forgive us. Because I'm trying to be Italian. I was telling Mr. Danny earlier is that I had a bunch of finals, and I'm slightly um, out there. So if these don't make any sense, it's because I watched another movie and not the one we're watching. How could We only watch these films. I, I know. We don't watch any other films. I know. We have... 
We signed a contract. We we can't watch anything after 1998. <laughs> and yeah, and nothing before. So here are my three words: Hanukkah. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> oh, I guess because they are they're Jewish. Jewish. That's right. It's not set during Christmas time, as far as I know, or Hanukkah time. It is around Christmas, though. Really? Well, for us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Because it's Jewish and it's a Christmas movie. That's right. Test the season. So Hanukkah is my first word. Um, my second word is shocking. Oh. And in parentheses, Uh-oh. as in an ice bath, kind of shocking. <laughs> I was going to have it all hyphens, but you said no. I like so the parentheses. That, I'll let that slide this time. So shocking, parentheses, other things. And then my last word is familia. Good. I'd like to hear more, but first let me give me give let me give you <laughs> my three words. Um, complex. I'm not gonna get into it, but it's complex. Like an apartment complex? No. Oh. Like, like, like taking business stats. Oh, complex. Gosh. Okay. Yeah. Um, genuine. Hmm. And entertaining. I know you always hate my third word, but I had to be real with it. I don't know. I like those were all good this Entertaining. Time. I usually hate what you have to say. Well, <laughs> I feel like I have to shelter myself by <laughs> by cutting myself before you cut me too hard. Okay. Oh, no, it's great. Those are my three. Explain. I want to hear more about the ice bath one, but that's all I remember from that one. I'm so shocking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said okay. Monica. That was my first. Tell one. me. Yeah. Tell me your first three. Okay. <laughs> Hanukkah is my first one is because they're Jewish. Mm. And obviously you can't make a Holocaust movie unless they're Jewish. Anyways, that was my first word. I didn't have a lot behind it besides that it was I had Jewish elements in it. But I didn't rely on that. It was, it was just kind of they were a thing. Right. Which is interesting because like I was watching it and the person I was watching with like commented too is just like, this is like real people. And like these are just like, like it's happening to just normal people. Right. And, like, with other guys, like, I feel like other Holocaust movies, it's, like, super dramatized or, like, everything's built up. Mm. And I don't know how to explain it necessarily, but there's, like, something about that. But with this one, it's just, like, a normal guy, a normal family, all normal people. And then they're, like, it's just so sudden. It's, like, oh, he's a waiter, and then he has a family, and then all of a sudden he's, like, I'm in a concentration camp. No, it's seriously, like, two different movies. Yeah. Like, like I'm not going to get into it too much, but the first one's, like, comedy and fun and... And whatever, and charming, and then all of a sudden it's like you're at a Holocaust camp, like you're yeah. at a concentration camp. Really smooth transition, though. It's how crazy. they did that, yeah. And so that that part, Hanukkah, Jewish, is just like I mean, it could be any religion. It's just just people going through that, right? Yeah. And so that's my first word. Second word, shocking. Mm. As in an ice bath, is basically like for that same reason. Is just like. It's. It felt like at the beginning, like a Mr. Bean kind of movie, or like a comedy in that. Like, it did that feel like feel. a Mr. Bean. That's a good. Yeah, that's a good. It's way like of a bunch it. of like physical action and like trying to be funny, or like a lot of the black and white movies too. It's just like super. Just yeah, it felt exaggerated. Black and white too. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like, oh, this is nice. This is funny. And then there's like good characters and the guys like just doing a, f- a bunch of funny things. Sorry, I got the image of the two guys in bed together who were like were super close in the bed. Did you realize that? When they were sleeping together at their uncle's, the guy oh, and his yeah. friend, they're yeah, like they super really close, close in the bed. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, like there's a whole half the bed open. <laughs> Anyways, oh I, yeah, because they slept in the same bed. That's that had right. nothing to do with what I was gonna say. That just popped in my head and I couldn't focus. Um, that was funny. 
But it was just shocking because, like, it's these people, but it's, like, I've never seen, like, a character like a Mr. Bean or, like, a comedy character have to, like, come to terms with something so awful in a movie like that. Right. And, like, he keeps it up for his son, but, like, Guido. every time... Yeah, Guido keeps it up for his son, Joseph, or... Josué. Josué. <laughs> um, and it's, like... But as soon as they don't talk, he's, like, just realizing how terrible it is again. So it's just, like, so many emotions. Right. And so I just... And that kind of goes in my third word, familia. It's just, like what a, like a creative innovative father will do for his son to make it so he can get through something and yeah. like it's all about like they like sneak in to just say their hi to his wife or right. whatever on the intercom yeah. system that's cute and so like i already talked about this before but i like when i get a message out of a movie but i feel like that was the biggest one is like the things you'll do for a family member even when things are terrible Wow. You can do a lot to impact someone and make it a situation better. Like, you can do a lot to impact your environment if this movie proves anything. Because I can't think of a worse environment than a concentration camp. So. Yeah. Tough subject. Yeah. It's good, some good words. So there you go. Uh, not to be out in left field, I think I completely skipped over the cast. Or did I talk about the cast? You might have not. I'm going to give a brief overview of the cast real quick. I was like, thinking, I was like, wait a minute. Something, going back to left field. <laughs> something is missing. Okay, real quick. Roberto Binguini at, is played as Guido. Gior- Giorgio Cantrini as Josue. And Nicoletta Brasci as Dora. Those are the three main actors. Just want to get that off my chest. It was also directed by three different actors. But Roberto Binguini was the main director, and he's the main actor. So it was self-directed. Just wanted to throw that out there before we get <laughs> into it. Your Italian is pretty impressive. Thank you. I've been practicing when? for this. About By watching one movie. 30 seconds before oh. we started. <laughs> <laughs> Work it on your Italian. But back to your words. Back to my words. I liked what you said. One of the first things that came to mind was complex. Kind of how you said shocking, where... We started with something that was just really light and fun and felt like this old, like you said, black and white film. And then we hard pivoted when they got on the train to... Like, there was hints that, you know, because he's Jewish, he's going to go to the concentration camp. But what made it complex is, like like you said, he is just this creative, fun, charming, everywhere character that kind of gets away with whatever he wants you know, talks his way out of things, and then he gets put on that train, and it's game over, you know. And then his wife volunteers to get on. So it's complex, because, like, you want to feel, like, you want to feel fun and and light, but then the director has to hard pivot, because that's the central point of the movie, is to talk about the concentration camp. Um, Genuine. It was really cute. It was, like, the familia. It was good. It was good with the it had a lot of family ties. It had a lot of just good nature, fun, um, and it was entertaining. I liked. I mean, Guido is amazing. He's True. an amazing character. Like you said, the only you know, Mr. Bean is a close comparison, but Mr. Bean never has to deal with. I don't know, going to a concentration camp. Mm. So, I I thought that was good, and some cool facts. So the main actors were actually married. Guido and his wife, Dora, are married in real life, which was charming. Do you know how they met? No. Do you? 
No, I have no idea. Oh. <laughs> I was like, why are you you're gonna reveal this? To I me? just I like how they met in the movie, so I wonder if that was anything based off of it, you know? No. They ran into each other like fifty times. She fell out of out of a barn. That's right. Good morning, princess. Buongiorno principessa. You don't mind if I say that to you every day, do you? No, I would love that. Okay. I'm not going to. Well, I know that's why It's you based know. on a real story about a Jewish Italian man, Robino Salamani. <laughs> And his book, How I Beat Hitler, which I have not read, but it's, the title sounds super good. Yeah. And uh, I thought, and we could talk about this for a sec. I thought the central theme, well, and, and this is kind of what I read was, it's about preserving innocence. And it talks about how, like, when they go to the camp, uh, Guido and Josue and, and Dora, um, the father tries to... Keep the innocence of Josue, right? Like, everything he, he convinces... My favorite part is when he stands up. Remember when he's with the guard? And the oh. guard's like, who speaks <laughs> German, you know? And then he volunt- Guido volunteers and he goes up there and he, like, fake translates just so that way his son would, like, feel like he's officially in, like, a game setting and that it's not a concentration <laughs> camp and he, like, fakes it for a long time. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was super good. I really like that and... I just I just liked how, you know, he's trying to preserve the innocence of everybody around him, especially like his son, but also his wife, Dora. He's trying to keep it lighthearted. Like he said, he gets on the intercom and he says, you know, good morning, princess. And he like turns the music on and when he's a waiter and he tries to, you know, and so I thought that was a cool reoccurring theme. And I thought it was cool how the director was pushing that because I don't feel like that's normally pushed in movies. Probably the opposite. True. So, I really like that too, and I feel like there was like a mo a motif. I mean, there was like soundtrack musical motifs, but I feel like like a common theme throughout too, with the innocence, is like, you know, during the the beginning where he's like falling asleep, his friend going back to the bed scene. He's like his oh, friend yeah, falls right. asleep, and he's like, I tell myself that I'm gonna fall asleep, and I tell, keep telling myself when I fall asleep. You manifest it. Yeah, yeah. And then he's like, Oh, wake up! But oh, wake up! But oh, wake up! And then he wakes up. <laughs> I don't know the Italian, yeah. but he says in Italian. But like throughout the movie, you see that when he's at the theater and he's like looking at Dora, and he's like, Look a down, look a down. And then later with like the dog, and I don't know the other. There's more. I can't think of them. But there's lots of moments where he does that with his fingers, right. his hands. Yep. You can't see what I'm doing. But I hope my voice fluctuates enough where you can see I'm moving my hands. <laughs> His fingers are going crazy. <laughs> um, so, like, I really like that motif because it's, like, I agree, like, preserving innocence. But it's, like, like you said, it's very intentional. Mm. Like, it's not, like, oh, it just happens. Or, like, in, like, movies today, it's, like, you got to grow up or, like, get over or, like, accept the reality of your situation. Right. But, like, Guido's, like, you don't have to. And he's like, we can create, like, the reality that we want. He's like, you can have whatever mindset you want. Or you just, like, you keep telling yourself enough. Or, like, we're going to get the tank. Or we're going to get points. Or you, you, like, keep telling yourself. And you can get through most situations. And, again, I can't think of a worse situation to go through. And so, like, to have the ability to, like, I'm going to work through this. And I'm changing my mindset. can apply to anything. Any circumstance. Because you can just, you can choose your reality. Or you can move your hands and say whatever. No, that's really good. That was another point I want to talk about was... Um, so Guido, his main, like, he's clever, but he's clever in the way that he creates another world for people to live in, especially for his wife, Dora. Like, that's how he wins her over. Like you said, he plans all these interesting things where he's like, 
I need to manifest a hat. Like I need my hat. My head's gonna be warm, or, or it's gonna be dry. And then like immediately, some guy is mad because he took his hat, and so they switch hats. And then now he has a dry hat, and Doris is astounded. And so I think that the the general idea too is that our perception is tied to our reality, and how we perceive things in front of us is how we're going to live it. And so. And I thought the director just did such, with the main actor, you know, he did such a good job at talking about an extremely hard subject and then keeping it clever and light. And even when he dies, I was like, he's probably not dead. Like, I didn't think, (laughs) I didn't think he actually died. And then like, you find out then Guido dies and it's really sad, but, but he dies in like a funny way. Like, like he gets caught, you know, with the spotlight and he's like hanging upside down (laughs) And the guard's like, come on. And then he tries to leave. And, and then he, like, walks all dumb in front of his son. So the son still thinks it's, like, a joke. And then he actually gets shot. Yeah. And, and you, like, you're kind of like, wow. Or, okay, how about, how about the scene where uh, he's walking with his son. His son's falling asleep. This is after the dinner, right? And he's, like, in the mist, right? Oh, this gives me chills. He's in the mist. Oh. And he's walking. He's trying to, like, he's just like, oh, where are we going? You know, he's just kind of exploring the edges of the camp. And then he walks into that scene where there's a pile of dead bodies that fills up, like, the entire building. Do you remember that? It's, like, for one second. And I I think that was the director showing, like, yeah, this movie's light and Guido's a light character. But, like, this is the reality of the situation. Like, this is intentional that we're, we're putting this in for, even if it's, like, two seconds. We're intentionally showing you how dark it is. And then we're going to bring it back with the main character, Guido. And so I thought I thought the director did such a good job at tackling such a hard subject with such a light character. Another instance of that is when his like son's talking about like they're making soap and buttons out of oh, people, right. <laughs> and it's just like it's like oh my gosh, and it's like just like a short thing of like the kid realizes, but like he still chooses a certain way of looking at it. Like I'm sure he knows, but yeah. it's like he just never like. He never acknowledges it. But there's just the, like, short snippets of, like, we're happy, this is good. And then there's, like, people going to the showers and stuff. And it's just, like, it's just a roller coaster. It is a roller coaster. So much. Well, and it's, and Dora is a very conservative, very uh, keep-to-herself character. And, you know, the son, Josue, is just, like, this innocent child. And so without Guido, it's a very sad movie. Because, because Josue is constantly figuring it out that like he's actually in a concentration camp, and then Guido has to continually tell him, "No, well, this is a game. It's not actually happening." When all of the kids are killed, True. because they go into they all take a shower and he refuses to, and so th- from then on he has to hide as part of the game. And it's like, man, without that character, without Guido, like you really understand the reality of the situation that they're in. But One to, guy. to bring it back, to bring it back, <laughs> there's some cute, there's some quotes I want to share. I don't want this to be too dark. The thin red line was tough, and I thought this one was going to be tough, but I liked it. Okay, one of my favorite lines. I didn't know this horse was Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. They paint the horse green, and they say Jewish on it, and Guido doesn't even acknowledge that they're, they're like, tormenting his uncle. Love that. <laughs> that and Good Morning Princess. Killer. True. Killer. Just both are so good. I'm never going to stop saying Buongiorno Principesa. Buongiorno Principesa. Oh, Buongiorno. But a light scene 
I really liked, uh, remember when he pretends to be the, is he the prime minister? What does he pretend the to inspector? be? The inspector? The inspector! Yeah. He pretends to be the inspector, and they're like, talk about how we're the superior race. And he's like, <laughs> walking around, like, flexing, and he's like, look at these muscles! This is a, this is superb, you know? And then he's showing up his belly button and how perfect it is, and... You couldn't untie it with your teeth. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good line. <laughs> so it was really good. They had some really good moments in that. And I had seen that film before. Have you seen it in film class? No, I haven't even heard about it. Wow. The bike scene where he's coming down uh, with his wife and his son on the bike. And then they they ride into town and they're dodging all these people and stuff. I think that's a famous scene. That one, I'd seen the one where at the beginning where he's like doing the, he's like telling them to move out of the way to the car that doesn't have brakes. He's like doing the Nazi salute or whatever, the fascist salute. Yeah. Yeah. And so I had seen that one. And so it was kind of funny. I was like, I've seen that. But that was I, I like that scene too. It's just, just like this random things like that where it's just like funny. Right. But it's like a, like that's a, a dictatorship, but it's funny. The crazy part is like you could actually show the first half of the movie probably to like any age. Yeah. But it's that second half where it really picks up. And uh, another theme I really liked, um, and I don't want to cut you off too much, but another one I liked was so Dr. Lessing. Right, the riddle guy. Uh-huh. And I don't know if you're going to transition to this, but Guido is a waiter for him at some point, and uh, he loves riddles, uh, Dr. Lessing does. And Guido's really smart, really clever. So he always comes up with these riddles for Dr. Lessing to to solve. And anyways, Dr. Lessing goes on this trip, and it kind of foreshadows that you're going to see him again. And so then they go to the, you know, fast forward to the concentration camp. They're there, and they're picking which uh, candidates the the guards, the Nazis, they're picking which people they're going to get rid of, who's ever not healthy. And they come up to uh, Guido, and it's the doctor. It's Dr. Lessing there, and he's the one that's inspecting people. And he says, oh, you know, why don't you come be a waiter for me at this event? And so because of that, he doesn't get killed at that point. And But it's very pivotal when Dr. Lessing – so now, now Guido is – is being a waiter, he's waitressing for him. And uh, anyways, he like drops some stuff and he's like, I've got to tell you something really important. Do you remember this scene? Mm-hmm. He's like, I want to tell you something really important, the doctor says. And he's, you know, Guida comes over and after a few times of doing this, they finally are able to talk. And you think Dr. Lessing is going to say something crazy about the war or like escaping. And Guido's getting all happy because he thinks he's going to leave. And then Dr. Lessing just says, I can't solve this riddle. And, and Guido's like kind of confused and you're kind of like what and then doctor and then guido's like my wife is in here like i gotta get out and dr lessing is just silent and silence and i don't want to talk for too long but silence was pivotal in this film because it was the silence of the doctor that prevented guido from leaving and it was the silence of the italian people that let the germans take over and so it was this recurring theme of silence is if you're silent, you're letting things happen mm. and you're almost provoking it. True. So on that. <laughs> I know that's, that's kind of a, I mean, it's just a hard topic. I mean, like, especially when you consider something like the Holocaust, because like even they, they like allude to it earlier when he's like, the riddle is like, what's like. As soon as you say my name, I'm not that thing anymore. Oh, yeah, and it's silence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's silence, yeah. And so that was the riddle. And so you kind of get that from the beginning. 
And it's like, I mean, we, I mean, I think we've enough heard of like the Holocaust enough movies where it's like they kind of do that buildup of like they just like tolerate a certain amount and then it just like it just quickly changes like exponential growth. It's like right, up. right. And so, like, I feel like that was it. Like, you see the horse, and you're like, it's kind of funny. Like, makes a joke about it, and then you see like him close his bookstore, and it has the same thing, like the They've same writing on, on it. it. Right? Yeah. And so it's like I don't know how you like, how much you take, you know, like how much are you supposed to take before you say something? Mm. And so like I feel like that's hard, especially if like with like different philosophies. If you like with like some sort of like Christian mindset of like turn the other cheek or whatever. Mm, that's like, a good point. Yeah. How much do you tolerate? Because like with Guido, you can like. He's making light of it. He's trying to make a dark circumstance not seem as dark. But is that is that just tolerating it or like being naive? Mm. And I so it's hard. That, yeah. And so it's like I don't even know like what you compare it to today. It's like what what do you stand up for and what do you just kind of let pass? And I think it's like a big thing is that whenever it really affects someone else. And like we were talking about that even in some of my classes is just like. We believe in our beliefs, but as soon as it infringes on a minority, we have to consider them too. Ah. So it's like, wow. you can tolerate and you can do things, but it's like when it starts affecting others, especially others that aren't yourself, you have to start speaking up. Well, and silence wasn't just a negative thing in this film because you've got the uncle, you've got mm-hmm. Guido's uncle, who every time he's attacked, anytime something bad happens to him, he's silent about it. And in that stance, silence is powerful because he's choosing, like you said, to not stand up, not to make a big scene out of it because he can tolerate it. And so in that way, silence is powerful. Just like how Guido is silent about what's actually going on to his son, Josue. Josue. Like, he's, he's, he's not explaining it to him. He's keeping it from him. And, and that's like a sense of empowerment too. But overall, you know, silence, it, I mean, it was a good mix. Something that I also read was a lot of people, especially on the Metacritic side, did not like this film because they didn't feel like it accurately portrayed the Holocaust, which I think is rubbish. The film wasn't about the Holocaust. (laughs) It was about inspiration, you know, but, but I kind of see it like, yeah, you know, they could have gotten really dark with it, but I don't know that we need another super dark Holocaust movie. Like this was practically a comedy that was about, you know, and to not to talk about more recent films, but have you seen uh, Jojo Jojo Rabbit? Uh huh. So good. <laughs> exactly. It's like the same feeling too, like comedy, but it's sad. It's extremely sad. Yeah. But the directors have done such a good job of making it not making it tolerable. I don't think there's anything wrong with looking through something through a different perspective, especially right. when it's the same perspective in every other movie. Right. And I don't think that's mocking it. I think. If you know, you should know about how bad the Holocaust was. But making a movie that makes light of it in the sense that, it, like, there's good things that come out of terrible things, I think right. it's great. Right. So fetch the people on Metacritic. <laughs> you heard it first. Their, fetch them. Opinions are bullcrap. Just like Disney remaking garbage films oh over and over and over. Fetch them. I hate people that are ignoramuses. That was th- that's the resolution in this. How about we rate it? Finish it off oh. that way. Yeah. Uh, I'll go first. Uh, this is so hard. I feel like I started the scale way too high. It's true. The first, <laughs> but the thing is, we're reviewing, like, the best movies of the year, so it makes it hard to... I don't know. Yeah, that's why we're not watching Mulan, so you can't give it a terrible <laughs> rating. We're not going to watch Mulan. I just... 
Ah, it's so hard. Okay, the thing is, I loved this film. I loved every second of it. I don't really want to watch it again. It was a roller coaster. I don't really, I'm not feeling it. So because of that, I give it a 31. Hmm. It was really good, but I could watch Pleasantville every single day. Really? And The Truman Show. Well, I could watch The Truman Show every day. I could watch Pleasantville twice a week. <laughs> so, but this one was just a, a good standalone, really good. It won a lot of awards, a lot of foreign film awards, uh, Best Leading Actor Award. So it was, it was good. And that's my rating. And I recommend it to, I recommend it once. To everyone. To everybody over 12. Good. Yeah. All you 10-year-olds listening, do not Tune watch out. It. Don't watch this. I honestly, when I was watching the first half, I kind of didn't like it. Really? Like, I... It was a little much. It was like, it was like, I think it was more of just frustration. Like, what the heck is going on? Because he's like <laughs> True. a waiter, and then he's trying to open a bookstore, and then he's also in a car, and then his friend's there. I'm like, what? Who's his friend? Why is he there? And I'm like, who's the guy with the hat he keeps stealing? And there's no repercussions for anything Guido does. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like amusing. I think it's super fun to watch. And like, I really like Dora and his and Guido's relationship and how they keep running to each other. And then like you said, like the coincidences are like, he plays off everything. He's going to get his hat stolen. He makes a joke out of it. Or he like knows a key gets falling. He makes a joke out of it. Right. And so it's like, he's just, I think that's very brilliant. I like, I thought it was super good. And then I love the second half for the reasons of like, I just, I feel like it breaks categories. I've never seen a movie like this uh-uh. where it's just so happy and so sad. Right. And like to have a character, because I feel like a lot of people like dress up sadness with happiness. And so I think this is a good balance of like optimism and reality. Mm-hmm. I just really, I love Guido as a character. I just thought, I don't know. I was super good. I'd probably give it, I'll probably give it a 30. Just roll OU. Yeah. I uh, I would recommend it to everyone. I think it's one of the movies you just got to watch too. Right. I don't think you can watch it again. I I would probably watch it again. I wouldn't watch it every day. I don't. <laughs> I wouldn't watch any movie every day. But I would, maybe a year down the line a little bit, I would probably watch it again. Or like if I was recommending someone, I'd be like, I'll watch it with you. I feel like it's something you have to have in your arsenal to even talk about movies. Like yeah. it's a baseline movie. It's something that has explored realms that haven't been been explored before or tried. And, you know, if you can understand this film and, and accept it for what it is, I feel like it's a good base for all other films to base it off of. True. I'm ashamed I haven't seen it before. Yeah, you as, be. a, as a proclaimed, self-proclaimed cinephile, and I haven't seen this. <laughs> cinephile? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> so yes, if you haven't watched it, watch it. Unless you're under what? You said 12? 12. 13, yeah. 12. Yeah. PG-13. It was good. But, uh, yeah, that's basically my read. I loved it. I thought it was great. It was really good. Tune in next week for the movie A Simple Plan. It's a thriller. It's a crime. It looks fun. It was in 1998. It is our last film in 1998. I can't believe it. Yeah. This is our fourth podcast. Yeah. That blows me away. It's going to be weird being in a new year. (laughs) Entering 1999. Tune in. Every other Friday, don't know specific dates, but whenever we release it, check another Friday. Two weeks from that Friday. Two weeks from that Friday. (laughs) (laughs) And thank you for joining us. We will see you next Friday. Buongiorno, Principessa.